0: Welcome to the Rise Method podcast where we make fitness information available to everyone. I'm Steve, let's jump in. Hey folks, just quickly, we've started making these shorter podcast episodes that you can listen to them while you're on a break from work, maybe going for a short walk or doing some meal prep. Enjoy. Here's why your goal shouldn't be to lose a kilo per week. So you see it online, you see it where you go, people are on their weight loss journeys and they would say, hey, I've lost a kilo this week or I've lost three kilos in three weeks and it's often related to a kilo a week and sure, that's a really nice number, around number one kilo per week, but I'm going to tell you today why that it might not be a great goal to aim for. So firstly, we need to defend the scales and whenever we start talking about body weight, folks would say things like, ah, scales are for fish or don't look at the scales, the scales don't tell the whole story. And of course, that's completely true. Most of us have weight loss goals, but it's not truly weight loss. What we want is we're trying to lose body fat. And sometimes losing body fat, the the number on the scales doesn't represent the entire picture because we've got things like muscle growth happening at the same time. And Also, you could start to reflect on the idea of, well, do I really want to lose body weight or do I want to feel stronger, feel more confident, feel more flexible, feel more mobile? Heck, just even having more fitness and feeling healthy again. So we start to question the goal, but that's not the point of today's podcast. So first thing we need to appreciate is that if we set a goal of losing one kilo per week because we see other people do it first problem is that we shouldn't be setting our goals and our expectations on what other people are achieving because we don't know what their circumstances are. We don't know what their experiences are. We don't know what their starting weight is. So if someone turns around and says, hey, I've lost five kilos in five weeks, that might not be a great expectation for you. If you're 50 kilos and you're expecting to lose five kilos in five weeks, that's a very big part of your body, right? That's basically like losing your leg. (laughs) Uh, So sometimes setting a goal like that might not be wise or clever. Next, we need to appreciate that when we're losing body weight, there's a few things that might be being lost, right? Because when we're losing body weight, we're trying to reduce our body mass. Yeah, we're trying to, we might be, let's say 100 kilos of body mass, and we're trying to reduce that body mass. And when we're trying to lose body fat, we need to expect that we're going to lose body mass, we're going to have less body mass on us, so thus the scales number would slowly start to come down. We need to appreciate that that occurs, but there's a few things that could be lost. Of course, we're hoping that it's body fat is being lost, a really easy one to be lost is fluid and water. So we can you know, go to the toilet, number one, and pee it out. We can sweat it out. Uh, we can just use it as part of our digestive system and, and use it. So we know that water and retaining water is a big contributing factor to our body weight changes. The other thing that can just fluctuate very quickly is how much Food is in our guts. So, food that's in our stomach, the food that's in our intestines, in the bowels. So, if we have a meal at lunchtime and we go to weigh ourselves uh, maybe after dinner. Um, we have lunch and dinner in our digestive system so we would weigh differently to if we've just done it first thing in the morning maybe after we've gone to the toilet so we need to appreciate there's a few things that kind of go up and down there so we've got body fat we've got water weight we have gut residue and of course we can lose things like muscle mass quite quickly we can lose things like our hair and our uh, how much skin we have we can lose bone mineral density so our body mass can change very quickly and it's that's part of the problem with things like body scans and uh, DEXA scans uh, because it all depends on how many compartments they use to try to determine how much body fat we have versus how much bone we have versus how much fat we have and sometimes two compartment models versus three and four compartment models if you want to nerd out a little bit uh, can have all different error rates so we start to question oh geez those scales that you have at home that you stand on and says that you are 20% body fat is that really true or is that just measuring your uh estimating how much fat mass versus fat-free mass you have and you're making an equation but i digress so we know that our body weight can fluctuate up and down quite quickly if i was to drink some water my body weight goes up if i was to go to the toilet my body weight goes down If I was to have more salt, I would retain more more water. If I was to eat more carbohydrate, I would store more of that carbohydrate in my muscle as glycogen and store more water in my muscle as glycogen. So my water can go up and down there. If I'm stressed, I might have experiences with uh, bloating and fluid retention. If I have poor quality sleep, if I'm in a human environment, all these things can kind of affect that. So it's hard to measure our body weight at one point in time. If I measured it just on a Monday, that might be different on Tuesday, might be different on Wednesday, might be different on Thursday. So it's better to get uh, a few readings across the week and work out a weekly average so we can rule out some of these fluctuations up and down. So when we start to estimate a goal of, oh, I wanna lose one kilo per week, we can face problems of just simply data collection problems. If I was to record myself on a Sunday, every Sunday, and that's what I record my weight, Even if I was trying to do it on the Sunday at 8am and try to have a consistency there, the uh, variables that lead up to that might change. So if I weigh myself on one particular week and I might have a little bit more water on this one particular week and then I weigh myself the next week and I'm slightly dehydrated because of the events that have happened over the last three or four days... That can change it slightly, and then the week later, um, I'm, you know, on my my cycle, or maybe a, a, a peak in my training cycle, or maybe I've got a deadline at work and I'm stressing out. That can change my body weight up and down, mainly to do with water weight. So. I can't feel disheartened if I'm not losing that one kilo per week because I might be collecting that information incorrectly. So it's best to measure our body weight frequently and work out a weekly average. So we're not looking at one snapshot in time. We're trying to use a weekly average. Now, if you're not sure how to work out the average, uh, let's say you wage yourself seven days, Monday, Tuesday, all the way to Sunday, you just add all those numbers together, then divide that by seven. That's your weekly average. Or if you are more visually inclined, you could plot it on a graph and you might see those little up and down trends. And then we just need to look at the trend line, how that's going. Okay. Next, we need to appreciate how much a kilo of fat actually is. Okay. Now this is very math focused, very logical focused. So one kilo of body fat, depending on the research that you look at, is 7,700 calories, plus or minus a little bit. So let's say 8,000 calories just for a round number, but 7,700 calories is one kilo of body fat. So if we were to lose one kilo of body fat in one week, we would need to be in an energy deficit of 1,100 calories per day, right? Or just for round numbers, like 1,000 calories per day in a deficit, right? For some of us, that's very close to what we are claiming that we're eating in one particular day, and that's where the deficit would need to be. So that's that's quite a large decrease. So just to put in more comparisons, when we go through and prescribe calories for for dieting, uh, a very conservative goal is you know 250 calories of a deficit maybe up to a 500 calorie deficit per day and that could be quite high 500 calorie deficit per day or percentage wise because percentages make more sense uh, you know about a 10% calorie deficit is usually a good starting point um, upwards of 20% that could be quite aggressive a 20% calorie deficit so let's say for me, I'm about 100 kilos of Coach Steve. I'm about six foot tall. I've got quite a bit of muscle on me. My maintenance calories is about 3,000 calories where I'm maintaining my body weight. So for me, a 10% deficit would be 300 calories. An aggressive diet would be about 600 calories of a deficit. So around that, maybe 2,400 calorie prescription for me, right? So... uh, If you were to be on a 1000 calorie deficit per day, expecting to lose one kilo of body fat per week, that can be quite high, quite aggressive, quite hard to maintain. And you might find that that starts to incur other side effects of dieting, such as fatigue, mood swings, uh, lethargy, and even a higher risk of binge eating and failure of a diet. So when we set targets like a kilo a week, it can be quite aggressive, quite tough, quite hard to reach for. And we might see large swings in just body weight Uh, changes from water and gut residue rather than body fat. So, what is a better target to reach for? Thinking of the trends that we talked about in this podcast, we don't want to be thinking about a particular day. We don't want to be thinking about numbers. We actually want to be thinking about weekly. So, kind of zooming out a little bit, thinking of the macro environment. Zooming out, think about weekly and trying to compare week to week, working out the percentage. Because me, 100 kilos of Coach Steve, versus you, who might be, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 kilos, we're different numbers. And what we want is to find a weight loss range where we're more confident that we're losing body fat, not that we're losing muscle mass or changing things like uh, our bone mineral density that can happen over long periods of time or that it's simply water weight or it's simply gut residue changes. We wanna be more confident that, hey, this is likely body fat that is being lost in this range. And that range is anywhere between 0.5 and 1% of our body weight lost per week. So. E, to what perspective, for me, about 100 kilos, my goal each week should be to lose 0.5 to 1% of my body weight per week, which is about 500 grams to about that kilo, okay? That's what I want to be aiming for. And on the conservative end, maybe that 500 grams per week, maybe on the aggressive end, yeah, okay, we're talking about that one kilo mark because I'm a a little bit bigger. So it might be easier for me to move into that where... You know, if my target was 2,400 calories, you know, more aggressive, I might be able to push that a little bit, maybe push my cardio slightly, my steps, so that I can get the energy expenditure that I need. But if you're 60 kilos and you're expecting to lose one kilo per week, whew, that's getting close to like 2% of your body weight. That is higher risk of things like you're probably losing muscle mass here. You're probably losing a lot of water at the start of your dieting phase. Uh, You might be looking for things like, oh, maybe if I dehydrate myself slightly, maybe if I cut out salt from my diet, maybe if I cut out carbs from my diet, I can continue to see this weight loss when really we're not actually losing body fat, we're just losing a pseudo body weight changes from other manipulated variables. This also works on the flip side. So if you're looking at your body weight changes and over one day, you're like, geez, I've gained a kilo. Oh my God. Uh, what am I doing wrong? You know, the, the, the training program's a problem or the, the, the food I ate, it's, it's the carrots that's in my meal plan. That's the problem. Ah, you know, one kilo of gaining in one day, that's 7,700 calories. You probably didn't eat 7,700 calories. Or similarly, if you gained a kilo in a week, you can't say that you were in a surplus of 1,000 calories per day, especially if you were thinking you're dieting, draw you back to maintenance, draw you into a surplus of 1,000 calories. Oh, probably you didn't gain a kilo. What might have happened is you just drunk more water, have more food in your digestive system. Maybe you started taking creatine or maybe you have been um, training so your muscles are holding more water. You know, These are all big, great wins. So to sum it up here, folks, If you are seeing online that people are going, hey, I've lost a kilo in a week already or lost five kilos in five weeks or whatever claims we make, one, that's their goals, not yours. Number two, it might not be wise to aim for one kilo of weight loss per week due to the math uh, of how many calories you'd need to be in a deficit due to data collection where you might actually see some other changes happening in your body. And it would be better to focus on a percentage of week-to-week changes. And we're working out averages. So we're looking at the broader picture because we understand and we know that there's going to be daily fluctuations. We know this. So to get a better understanding, we're trying to average them out to rule out all those extraneous variables. So hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll catch you in the next one.